going to talk about the The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Of intensive activity in the region. Joining me now to talk about this is Tamsin Mather, Professor of Earth Sciences at the University of Oxford. Tamsin, good morning and welcome. Good morning. You've been watching and waiting, and finally it happened. Yes, that's right. Um, yes, there's been, as you said, uh, many weeks of unrest. Uh, it actually uh, started, I, I was out there uh, in October uh, for a, com- a combination of a family holiday and a work trip. Um, and we started seeing these seismic swarms in the southwest. Uh, I was supposed to meet up with a former PhD student, but she's working for the Iceland Met Office now, and they all had to hunker down and uh, and do the work to work out what was going on, so we missed her. Um, and we've been expecting this for, for many weeks, really, since since those events started in October. Uh, and uh, last night it, uh, it kicked off. Now, you're therefore not surprised that it kicked off, but it, we all know that it's a, a country of hot springs, so um, the Earth's core is kind of bubbling up to the surface in many places in that country. Why is that so? So Iceland uh, sits on something called the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. So this is where two tectonic plates, which are these different rigid parts of the Earth's crust, uh, are pulling apart. And when they pull apart, they unload the layer down. So they they take the pressure off the mantle, uh, and that actually causes it to melt. So the mantle is usually solid, but causes it to melt. So you get lots of magma, which is liquid rock, welling up under Iceland. Uh, And in fact, it has built Iceland. Um, And uh, that's what causes the hot springs and the volcanic eruptions. But on Iceland, you have a hot spot as well in the Earth's mantle. So that's why Iceland is an island above the waves and most of the mid-Atlantic ridge is is deep, deep down in the ocean. Now, how stable then is Iceland as a country? I mean, obviously they've evacuated the local town, uh, so no lives have been lost with this uh, eruption. But uh, right across the country itself, uh, I mean, are you likely to have these kind of things happening all over that, that country? Yes. Yes, no, you are. And uh, uh, the Icelanders, are, you know, they're very uh, used to living with volcanic eruptions. Obviously, it's uh, frightening and being evacuated from your home is, is, is always a terrible thing. Uh, but they they have it very well managed. They have uh, very good monitoring. And the Icelandic Met Office have, you know, they've made, they've made, uh, they've made good calls here. They got, they, they evacuated Grindavik. Um, they uh, they were just beginning to ease up the warnings, but they have a very good communication system. They have a population that's generally quite savvy about uh, volcanic eruptions and their hazards. So yes, these things do happen in Iceland, but they they are uh, it's part of for them it's part of their country, it's part of their culture, it's part of their heritage, it's part of living there. Mm-hmm. And of course, terrible things can result from that, but they are they're very resilient to it and they and they manage it very well. Now, is air travel likely to be affected on this occasion? Uh, not in the same way as 2010. No one, I think, is expecting that because uh, this is a fissure eruption. So it's it's uh, it's going to be uh, a sort of uh, the, if you look at the footage right now, it's kind of fire fountains, a curtain of fire, uh, lots of lava pouring out. But it's not the same explosivity that we saw from our flat in 2010 that blasted all that ash higher up uh, and into uh, the northern European. Uh, airspace, which caused all the problems. There is a potential. It, at the moment, the wind is blowing, I think, to, to the east, away from Keflavik Airport, which is Iceland's main international airport. So there is a potential if the wind direction changed, because it is quite close to that airport, 
the Keflavik itself could at times be closed, but at the moment it's it's fully open uh, and no problems for air travel. Now, what sort of gases are emitted by this kind of eruption? Uh, what does it do to local air quality? Or indeed, what does it do to the planet? Well... Um, the, uh, a lot of steam will be coming out and a lot of carbon dioxide. But in terms of local air quality, they, they won't make a huge difference because there's so much water vapour in our atmosphere anyway and so much carbon dioxide in our atmosphere in any case. Um, but the thing that will cause problems on a local, uh, a lo- uh, on the, in, the, in the local area will be the acidic gases like sulphur dioxide, hydrogen chloride, hydrogen fluoride. Um, and then the sulphur dioxide also has a tendency to form a, a fine particle haze. We call it an aerosol, uh, and that can get into your lungs. It's an acidic aerosol, can get into your lungs and cause breathing irritation. I presume it's, it's basically a, a vapour of, uh, uh, of sulfuric acid. Yes, it's very unpleasant. So it, it, uh, it's unlikely to cause... Um, too many problems uh, in the far field, as in you know, in uh, in Ireland and the UK, but uh, but it could it could well cause uh, some discomfort in Reykjavik, and it is pretty close to the capital there. So if the wind direction swings into an unfavourable direction, but again, they will be um, the Icelandic Met Office will have forecasting, uh, and they will give uh, they will they will issue warnings and issue warnings for people to stay inside during some of the worst episodes. So it's particularly important for those people who have pre-existing conditions like asthma or heart problems. Now, now we deal in hours and minutes and days and weeks and months. Uh, You, in your profession, tend to uh, deal in longer periods of time, volcanic time, if you like. So how long is this likely to last for those of us who deal in normal mortals' time? (laughs) Well, uh, it's it's a little early to tell. Uh, The last few eruptions, so this is the, the fourth eruption, in a sequence, we think. So there have been eruptions in 2021 was the first one. That was the largest, 2022, and then most recently last summer and summer 23, slightly to the east of the, uh, of the current location. Uh, and the, uh, the, the largest of those lasted for several months. Um, this one has gone off. It's slightly more intense, I think, to begin with, but it's, cal- it's already calming a little bit. It's quite normal for the intensity to be higher at the start. So it could, we, 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 it's, it's very hard to tell us yet, but it, will, it, it could well be uh, months that this one goes on for. But it's part of, it looks as if it's part of a, um, a sequence of eruptions. So once this one finish, finishes, we might well expect more eruptions to come in the coming years in this part of Iceland. It seems to be part of, you remember I said about those tectonic plates sort of mm-hmm. ripping apart. So, um, so, so this seems to be part of the way that happens. It doesn't happen continuously. It happens in these bursts. And what we're seeing is a, is, a, is a burst of that type of activity and the associated magmatism that goes with it. It is extraordinary, isn't it, that Iceland should be a land of ice and fire? Absolutely. Or I like to, I like to call it water and tectonics, but uh, <laughs> that's slightly less catchy. Tamsin, thank you very much for joining us. Tamsin Mather is Professor of Earth Sciences at the University of Oxford. Now, coming up later on News Talk, we'll be looking at emergency services in the Midlands and the Limerick regions, uh, given the latest about UHL and the problems there. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.